episode 41. You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Ever met someone who you could just talk to for hours because you're both passionate about the same things? Yep. That's how I feel about today's guest, Mel and Nairi from Focus and Flourish. When I met these ladies, we bonded over our mutual love for niching and authentic marketing because there are so many inauthentic, icky marketing practices out there that just grinds my gears. You've probably heard me talk about them before. I'm pretty honest about that. And when I meet someone who loves the simplicity of getting real with your exact person you want to serve and find your own zone of authenticity, then magic literally begins to happen. And that is how this podcast was formed. So I am really thrilled to have Mel and Nairi on the podcast today to talk about all the things niching and authentic marketing with us. Mel and Nairi started Focus and Flourish to teach women in business how to simply take control of their marketing. They're on a mission to empower business owners to reach the right audience with their passion and purpose because they know that women in small business are working hard to make an impact on the world, but often struggle to connect through their marketing. Mel is known as a brand and marketing specialist and Nairi is the marketing, communications and copywriting queen of the duo. And together they are pretty much a match made in small business heaven. And I cannot wait to share this interview with you. Before we get into the episode, I want to let you know that it's sponsored by my social media and digital membership, The Social Collective, which is quite literally the coolest online hangout around. If you're a big-hearted brand that wants to have a standout online presence, level up your social media and grow your personal brand with a signature sales system that's completely sexy, then this is the membership for you, my friend. Why would you choose a membership I ask, here you ask, because it's quite simply one of the best learning methods I've found for social media. Social media and marketing strategies change constantly. And with the membership style of learning, you're always getting the most up-to-date information at your fingertips when you need it. Plus, we have a plug-and-play learning system of existing lessons, a back catalogue of masterclasses, and, and our lesson library but you also get the ongoing support that you need to master your online presence. Plus, if you're someone that needs all the guesswork taken out of it for you, we have all the templates, planners, cheat sheets, all of those things to help you as well. With the Facebook community for ongoing support and for an investment of less than $2 a day, you do not get this value anywhere else. You'll find the details for the membership and all the links to connect with the girls over on the show notes for today's episode at www.thesocialhubau.com forward slash 41. And as always, that's 41 spelt with letters, not numbers. Enjoy the episode, guys. It's a good one. Welcome, Mel and Nari, to today's episode of the podcast. 
I'm really excited to have you girls on there. We've just been chatting offline for, I don't know, like half an hour <laughs> before we hit record, which is always a good sign that it's going to be a great episode and lots of great things to talk about. And we're going to be talking about two topics that are really, well, they kind of blend together, but two things that I'm really passionate about, which is why we decided to do the episode on this. And that's authentic marketing and then also leading in how to really define and niche down on your client profile. So I'm really looking forward to this because I know it's a topic that a lot of people are challenged with. Um, and particularly, particularly with the client profile, that's something a lot of people are challenged with. Every time I run a program or do a training, it always comes up every single time. I could talk for hours about it. And then obviously authentic marketing is another thing I'm really passionate about because as I said before we hit record, there's a lot of strategies getting sold out there that are very inauthentic and people have bad results from them or bad experience with them. And then it really tarnishes their perception of business in general and really affects how then they move forward with their business too. So I'm really looking forward to today's content. But before we get into that, can you girls share a little bit about yourselves and your business? Awesome. Thank you so much for having us, Stacey. So I'm Mel. I'm one half of Focus and Flourish. And I'm Nairi. I'm the other half of Focus and Flourish, obviously. And we run a business that helps women in business, in service-based business, to focus their marketing, take action so they can flourish in their business. Yeah, so we both um, are marketing specialists, that's our background, and we love marketing, and we really do come from that heart-centered, authentic space when it comes to marketing, and we love working with purpose-driven business owners to use their passion and their purpose through their marketing. Yeah, so we offer online courses and resources, classes, uh, and educational content to try and help simplify marketing um, for women in business. Yeah, I'm all about keeping it simple. Yeah. I don't I don't have time for overcomplicated strategy. <laughs> Give me the simple not. stuff yeah. so that we can, you know, move on and make dinner and look after the kids and do all the other things we yeah, can do. Exactly. Day. Like life happens outside of business, right? 100%. So you don't want to have to spend every hour of the day stressing about and executing your marketing. Absolutely. So not worth it. <laughs> yeah, and we're all about like yeah, like sustainable marketing, mm. right? So yeah. that not not just putting out strategies that are unachievable that you're not able to spend time on. Yeah. Um, that it is sustainable for you as a yeah. business owner and as a mum and as a wife or as a partner. <laughs> or, yeah, or have time God forbid have time to have a hobby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or read a book or go to the beach by yourself or something like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I guess let's start off with um, what, what does authentic marketing mean to you guys? Because I think the word authenticity is thrown around a little bit these days. So let's just clarify and, and hone in on that for a sec. Yeah, for sure. I think you're really right. Um, authenticity has become like a bit of a buzzword. Totally. Which is so frustrating when we're trying to talk about authentically marketing and we're not trying to be like, it's not, it's not just a word for us. You know, I think it means being true to you and your brand and to your business. Um, You know, we, as Mel kind of said, we believe in heart centered marketing. Like there's, you can attract the, your dream client or your dream audience um, by kind of pulling them towards you in a way that is, kind of uniquely you it infuses your personality um it has your your flair and your passion um it's not kind of just a a set and forget marketing strategy uh it's you in your business because that's what people want to work with and you can show that through your marketing absolutely and i think also just to add to that is um authentic marketing is really about serving your audience Mm. and not selling to them 
And that's where, you know, marketing starts to actually feel good. You don't feel salesy. It doesn't feel, um, you know, uncomfortable. Um, So I think, yeah, that's really, we're really about, you know, if you can serve your audience as opposed to selling them, that also allows you to pull your audience towards you, again, rather than pushing um, sales onto them. Yeah. And, you know, I I think that's a really good point is that, um, and I think you made that point, Nairi, was that, you know, it makes it easier for the business owner Absolutely. as well because if if you're connected to your sales process or your marketing process and it's authentic to you, it doesn't feel icky. doesn't yes. feel like you're selling. It just feels like you're serving your clients and then that becomes something that you can really easily do every day instead of it feeling like a chore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Marketing moves from the bottom of the list to like part of you every day, right? Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like marketing. It's yeah. like I'm going to write a post today or, you know, I'm going to serve my audience by, you know, writing a blog or, you know, doing something on social or taking a photo of what I'm doing right now for Insta stories. That doesn't feel, that just becomes a lot more natural because it's authentic. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there's a sense of like authentic marketing being it's different for everyone. You know, you're creating your own flavor of marketing, something that's comfortable for you. And there's, I guess we kind of like to say there's, there's like a bit of magic in, in, in people's businesses. That is the magic for their marketing, you know, and it's different for everyone. Uh, And I think when marketing feels easy, comfortable, you feel confident doing it. um, It doesn't actually really matter what the activities are you're doing. um, But when you feel good about doing it, it's going to be more successful. Oh, a thousand percent. And it's funny, like I, I just actually did another podcast recording earlier. I was a guest on a podcast, which is really delightful, actually. <laughs> Not being the host. I like I get so relaxed when I'm a guest. It yeah. just all flows out, you know. But um it, you know, and and she was saying, you know, Stace, you you show up so much on your socials, like how do you have the energy to do that? And it's like, well, because I love my community and my Facebook group and I'm so connected to everything that I'm sharing that it's so easy for me just to hit record and off I go. And because I show up as myself, I don't feel like I'm putting on any airs and graces. Mm -hmm. And I've built a community that don't care about that either. (laughs) So now it's so simple for me. Yeah, hundred, and that, that is the benefit of being authentic because you can just be yourself. Yeah. Like you said, you're not putting on a facade of someone else or yeah. it doesn't take energy and time and that that effort yeah. um, to be, you know, to, to try and be somebody else. It is much easier. And you know what? Your audience love you for it. Your audience yeah. love you when you're authentic Absolutely. because that's where they connect with you. Yeah, totally, 100%. So um, that kind of leads in quite nicely to what I wanted to talk about next, which were... You know, what are some of the implications that maybe you guys have seen? I know I've seen a few myself in my time as well of of not being authentic with what you're doing. Yeah, I think the flip side of like sort of what we were saying is marketing becomes uncomfortable. Mm, yeah. You lack confidence to market. Um, you put it at the bottom of your to-do list. You actually don't like marketing. You don't do it. You know, you find it really hard to show up because you're not being authentic, you're trying sort of too hard or, you know, comparing yourself to other people. Um, so it just becomes really hard. And then the, 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 out, the outtake of that, if it's hard, then you're not doing it, then you're not showing up for your clients. Yeah. So they're not actually seeing you. You're not being visible. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess if it's not you, I guess that personality we were talking about, you're often not attracting the right kind of people you want to work with anyhow. Uh, and I guess 
we speak to a lot of people who really hate marketing. Like they think it's, <laughs> it sucks <laughs> uh, and they think it's all about just selling and they hate selling because they got into business to make a difference. But that's, that's because it's not authentic to them. They're trying to just market in a way that someone told them worked or there was 20 things and they're trying to do all of them. Um, and it just, it's harder. It, it just, it doesn't work and it feels hard. Um, and then I think often the women we work with, they're starting to feel like almost failures as business owners because they just can't even get themselves out there to share what they do. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think too, like, and it's not to say that some of the strategies and processes that people teach in a program or whatever doesn't work. It's not mm-hmm. about that, but sometimes it's just not right for you. It's not, and maybe it doesn't suit you or it doesn't suit your ideal client to, to pitch it that way or to set it up that way. And then if you're constantly trying to do something that you're not comfortable with or doesn't align with your values Mm -hmm. and you're constantly trying to show up as someone else that isn't you, that's really exhausting. Like it's so exhausting. And if you're exhausted, most likely your clients are seeing that. Mm, yeah. You know, like you, you, when, when authenticity comes through marketing, you almost can see and experience people, their brands come through. You can see their excitement or you can see their vulnerability or you can see those emotions come through when it's authentic and when it's not, when it's hard and when people are just churning, you know, mm. I've got to do four posts this week because that's what the strategy said. Yeah. Um, and they're grappling for information it's you know I think really comes down to quality over quantity as well right like it's better to have that quality and that really authentic post or you know um bit of marketing than just you know it needs to be constantly a week or whatever it might be yeah um your clients will see that yeah for sure and I see that myself too sometimes where it might even just be people I'm friends with on Instagram right and I know some people where they show up every day on stories and they might do like 10 stories a day and and you know, that really works for them and they don't necessarily do many feed posts, but yeah. they do lots of stories and they're really successful with that. Yeah. Now, I don't, you know, I hand on heart, don't do 10 stories a day. Some yeah. days I'll, one day I might do 20 and then the next day <laughs> I might do one. It depends if I'm still in my active wear all day and I can't be bothered or, you know, but I'm really consistent on my feed and I'm really consistent in other areas and that works for me. Yeah. Um, so taking that cookie cutter approach to say, this is what you have to do, there's a lot of people out there being successful just doing what is right for them. Mm-hmm. And then because you're showing up doing what's right for you, you get the success naturally. It, it, it just, like you said, it, it's, you attract it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think this is like where that ideal client or that ideal kind of audience becomes so important. Yeah. Because you touched on something that we're super passionate about there, Stacey, when you said um, about doing things that your client or your audience wants you know or is already so you know don't spend hours doing tiktok if you're not targeting the people who are on tiktok you know like it's yeah we get it's so easy just as business owners to see the new thing and think i've got to do that because everyone's doing it or i've got to jump on the trend before it becomes too populated yeah but you've got to start where your audience is. What do they want? How can you connect with them and match that with what are you comfortable with um, and how can you showcase your personality and your value? Um, and there is, there is kind of like a, a happy um, place in the middle there. Yeah, yes, totally. And it's so funny because I was only having a conversation with a, a 
one of my members in my Facebook group and I'm pretty open about the fact that I'm not interested in using TikTok for business. <laughs> and it's not because I'm, I'm, I know other people get value out of it and I know other people get results from it. I think it's because I'm 40 years old, my children are on it all the time and I cannot <laughs> literally stand the sound of it anymore. Um, and I just don't get it. I really just don't get it. And I'm really open about that. But to me, it's like, I don't get it. I don't want to invest in it. So I'm not going to, but Mm -hmm. I say to people, if you get value out of it, go for it, but I'm not going to specialize in it because I don't want to, but I'm passionate about Instagram. I'm passionate about Facebook and I will always show up there because that's what I love. And that's where I get results from. If I tried to jump onto TikTok and force it, it, I would just look ridiculous. Yeah. Same. really not funny and I, I get the sense I'm not on TikTok but I get the sense that people do funny things on TikTok yeah. my husband's always showing me here's a funny video from TikTok and I swear okay I'm I'm to a high school teacher so he's way more in like the young things than I am but I just I just can't you know and it's only so much energy you have as a person as a business owner and you can't take away energy from like your family or your hobbies or things you love doing to learn some new platform that pops up because it won't be the last new thing that happens. Oh, and it totally. It may not be right for you. Yeah. Um, so many like, shiny objects out there. Oh, yeah, it is. It really, oh, oh, and, and it's a bit of FOMO as well. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, but, you know, they're on this platform and this platform. It's like, no, no, let's just stick to where, again, it's finding that balance between where your audience are and where you feel comfortable Absolutely. as well. And I think yeah. if you think about, like, say, even just social media platforms and choosing them, you can't put all your eggs in the basket of what's new and fresh because these things come and go. Sure, some of them have stuck around. But when TikTok started, I was saying to people, isn't it just Vine? Does anyone remember Vine? And no one seems to remember Vine. Then wasn't it musically before TikTok? Yeah, so it was, I think. It was another platform that's, like, turned into TikTok. Yeah. Um, And... That just happens in this space, right? When we yeah. think about social media, we think about marketing, things are popping up and new trends. And um, if, if you're trying to jump on every single thing that happens, you're just never really going to achieve anything. Like you're not yeah. going to be able to connect with people because they won't know where to find you and they won't yeah. know what you're on about. Um, so there's definitely something to be said for choosing the right places to show up and kind of where your audience is, where you're comfortable, um, and just blocking everything else out. Just forget it exists. Yeah. So in terms then of client profiling, because this comes up for me a lot, like I start every training session with it. I start every program that I've delivered. Every workshop starts with talking about your client profile. It's usually the first question I ask people, who's your your ideal client? Who's your audience? Who do you serve? You know, and we talk through it. And, you know, 80% percent of the time people will come back with now I'm really struggling with this yes so in terms of that like what are your what I guess words of encouragement to those who are challenged with it maybe don't know or haven't defined it yet to be able to really refine their niche and, and know who their client profile is I think the first thing is don't be afraid to niche or don't be afraid to hone in and I'll do a client mm. um yeah and I think there's a lot of fear behind that. We find that too. Like people coming through our course, they really struggle and, and are fearful of defining an ideal client group. And um, at the end of the day, there is like you're not going to miss out on people. Like there's lots of when you even define your ideal client, it's still part of a big group, a big sea of people. Um, so I think sometimes there's this perception if I'm 
if I niche down or if I, you know, define an ideal client, it means that um, it's going to be less cash flow or I'm, you know, not going to be able to serve as many people. But in actual fact, you're going to get more people because you're mm -hmm. going to, your marketing will now talk to those people directly. And you'll be known for that in that particular field. So people will know to come to you for that, that, that particular thing. So I think it's, yeah, don't be afraid. Know that there's plenty of people still um, when you niche down. And your marketing is actually going to become easier because yeah. when you niche down and when you have a client profile, this is where authenticity comes back in as well because you start to talk to them one-on-one. -on -one. You start to talk to them um, and you connect with them rather than sort of just spray spraying a big message to everybody. And, um, you know, we know that we know that, that the marketing saying when you market to everyone, you market to no one. Yeah. And it's so true. We have clients who really struggle with, they're like, well, I can help everyone. We're like, yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you yeah. can, but we don't want you to market. So I often look at a bullseye. After we'll draw like a like a target, and the bullseye in the middle is your ideal client, and the rings around the target are other people that you can still serve. It may come into your business, but you're marketing to that bullseye, and that's where I think as well. Sometimes I I think we've helped people alleviate that fear that um, if you you want to target your marketing to your ideal client. And, you know, if someone else comes into that sphere that's not your ideal client, then you can make a decision if you want to work with them or not. Yeah. But your marketing should be very targeted. Yeah. I totally agree. And it's funny because I, I think sometimes people think that by, you know, niching down that you're just basically cutting yourself off from a whole bunch mm. of people. But what it does is it makes them be able to see you clearer because yes. they know that you serve them. And it doesn't mean to say that if someone approaches you and says, hey, would you like to work with me? You have the opportunity to say yes or no to that. You, it's not cut and dried that, no. oh, no, I only work with women between 30 and 35 that do this and shop at, you know, Target. And like, you know, you don't give, the, you don't give them your client profile and say, can no. you fill this out and then I'll serve you. Like you have the opportunity to say, and this has happened to me so many times. And yeah. it's actually been in those moments where someone outside of what I would have considered my niche has come to me and asked me to work with them on something. And it's helped me create, you know, maybe a little mini pivot in my business that I've yeah. been moved on. Like I now teach people how to create online programs. I only started doing that because people approached me and said, can you teach me how to do what you do? Yes. yes. And that came from that. Now, if I just said, no, I only do social media yeah. and you're not my That's ideal client, then I would have missed out on that opportunity. So uh, you're not cutting yourself off from that forever. It's just no. that you need to attract them. You just have to be have that clarity. Exactly. And I think there's something in that of what you said around um, having something to guide you for opportunities. Like sometimes, especially I think if you are a service-based business owner, it can feel like you have to grab onto every opportunity or you're yeah. going to run out of cash flow of a client pipeline, whatever it is. Uh, but sometimes you might take an opportunity, you know, without a clear vision of who you want to work with, who you love working with, you just grab onto everything and then you miss out on someone that you really want to work with. Um, and it's there's something of being able to say, yes, does this opportunity align with me? Or maybe I pivot in my business or no, it doesn't align. I'm going to stick to who I love working with. And I just kind of think life's too short and the days are too short to work with 
clients that suck that suck for you you know they might yeah. not be bad people but no, just no, no, but you the ones you don't want to work with that's right we haven't in our in our course we do like the three sort of you know how do you know what your ideal client is and the first one is it's like you know someone that you'd love to work with and because if you love to work with them generally they're enjoying working with you as well yeah the second one is that they value who you are so that means that they pay you right because we all running businesses it needs to be financially viable so you know they, they pay you because they value your service and the third one is they become your raving fan so you've obviously yeah. solved their problem and you've really helped them and made a really big difference in their life that they're telling all their friends and family so that's kind of like the quick three like little checklist of they're, they're the people that we want to work with more of, right? With your RG client, with niching down, it's actually a really nice space to be in as well, financially, but also um, to feel good as well. And again, that all goes back to being then authentic marketing, right? Because mm. we're feeling good about who we're working with, who we're attracting, and um, and you can make better business decisions as well when you know who your ideal client is. Um, yeah. It, 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 yeah, I was teaching my girls the other day, you need to know the rules before you can break them, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. thing there, but anyway, teaching. And so it's really important to know the rules before you can break them. And it's kind of, I suppose, the same with identifying who your ideal client mm-hmm. profile is, right? Like you were saying that, you know, that can adapt and it can you can pivot, but without knowing the rules or without knowing the structure and who you're targeting first, then how can you make those, you know, um, make those informed yeah. decisions yeah. based on that? And I think like it makes them see you faster because yeah. uh, because really like if you, you look at marketing these days, like it's all the platforms are busy, you know, yeah. they're busy platforms. You've got to stand out. Um, so to be able to stand out the fastest way is to be like, hey, I help exactly you. And if you think about it from a personal point of view, like just take your business hat off for a minute. And if you think about it personally, if you're looking for someone to help you, you want a specialist. Like when yeah. you're having a baby, you don't go to the GP to yes. deliver your baby. You go to the obstetrician to deliver your baby. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're looking for, I don't know, let's say, you know, my kids um, are on the spectrum, like um, ADHD spectrum. And if I'm looking for them to go to a counsellor, I'm going to want them to go to someone who specialises with children, with yes. things like that. So mm-hmm. it it makes it easier for them to make that decision. So you're not missing out on business. You're actually just making the process faster. Absolutely. And I think if, it, you know, still wearing that consumer hat, think about the times, I think about the times as a consumer or I've read posts or I've received articles and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're talking to me. Mm, How do yeah. I know what's happening in my world? Yes. Like, yes, I am feeling exhausted or yes, I am feeling yeah. exhausted <laughs> in my day. I'm juggling mum and work. And, you know, so I, that they know their ideal client, right? Mm, like when yeah. you're as a consumer going, yeah, they just understand my world. I'm in. I'm now, they, they've empathised with me. They understand my world. I'm like, okay, now what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think that that is one of the things we find our audience struggles a lot with is writing, like creating content, but especially like what to say, how mm. to say it, how do I know if it's good? <laughs> and I think that knowing it all so stems from knowing your ideal client because in that kind of example, if you know who your idle client is, you've niched down, you're really clear on who they are and it's specific, then you can imagine that one person and you can speak to them in the way you write, in the way you kind yeah. of maybe talk on your Instagram stories, you know, videos you put, blogs, whatever, uh, and you will totally just, they'll go, that's me, that's me, and I'm so connected with this person now. Yeah. yeah. And like from a, um, a, 
you know, a real life example, I just hired my second VA and I wanted someone specifically because I do so much video training to help me with slide decks and um, those sort of funnels. Like, I mean, I've got all the templates and email templates and everything's already there, but I just wanted someone just to do the stuff because I'm yeah, just sick awesome. of doing it all myself. <laughs> and, and, you know, I know a lot of VAs. I've got a lot of VAs in my audience that follow me that are in my group. But there was this one lady that was speaking directly to people who do online or even in-person events. And she was did some posts around um, slide decks and tips on how to make them make them better and, you know, not make it something that you just wrote reading off and have dot points. And, you know, it was really targeted to, you know, and I was really feeling it at that time because I was doing all of it myself. So I contacted her out yes. of the maybe 100 VAs that are in my free yes. Facebook group. It was her that I contacted because she spoke mm. directly to me. And she said, so why did you contact me? And I said, because I want someone to do exactly this. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's awesome. And she wasn't afraid to talk to that, right? No. Like she could have talked really, really broad mm. um, about all this. And she probably possibly does more than that, right? And often oh, that heaps more. Well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She offers a lot more, but she focused to target on one thing and talk about people's problems and what the solution is that she offers rather than just promoting herself as a VA. So that, that's a really great example yeah. of, you know, having the courage just to focus as well. Yeah. And it's funny too because when, when you're in that space and you really niche down, it almost be, it, it can become to the point that pricing isn't a concern because mm-hmm. for me in that experience, I didn't even really care what our hourly rate was. Yep. I was like, yep, I'm, I'm fine. I'm sold. Sold. You can do all that. I'm happy, man. Just send me the invoice. That's do exactly, the work. That, that, and, and you know what? That's exactly, I think sometimes as business owners, we forget that, you know, people have got problems and we're there to serve them and to solve their problems, right? Mm-hmm. Like in its simplest form, that's, you had a problem, you were looking for a solution to your problem and she was the solution. So again, going back to even like authentic marketing, it's not about us selling our products or services. Mm. It's about serving to our audience. How, how can we solve your problem? We understand where you're at at the moment and these are some solutions that we can help you and that's where you start to connect with your audience like you've done with the VA. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I've noticed that even myself, like, you know, it gets to the point now, like I jump on a, I, I hate to use the word discovery call, it's <laughs> so clinical, but you know what I mean? I jump on a call with a potential client and it's really just now at the point of what are my options? Yeah. Mm. Not should I pay you or shouldn't I pay you, yeah. but what are my options? Yep. And then let's figure out what's going to work for you because Absolutely. you've spoken directly to that person and they know you're the person that's going to. It, it almost makes the client journey shorter yeah, you in a way. They get out. to that oh, point definitely. faster. I yeah. think that's a really good point, Stacey, as well. Like you've got to be comfortable with that you're not for everybody. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that, again, a bit of that, that FOMO. It's like you don't, we don't have to be friends with everybody and that's okay mm. and it means you don't have to work with everybody. Um, even if you could work with everyone or even if you could work in a number of different ways, it's okay to be and like you said, you've just you've filtered out the people um, before they've even got to you of the ones that are not the right fit. And then you're not wasting your precious time as a business owner yeah. um, doing calls or having meetings with people who in the end you don't want to work with or you're mm-hmm. not the right fit for. I think there's there's a piece in there's dream clients and we all have also kind of almost like dream businesses to work with. And yeah. sometimes you're not the right fit for someone and they need to know that before yeah. they also spend a lot of time 
trying to investigate with you. And I think when I was doing a lot more copywriting in my my other business, um, people would often come and say, oh, I worked with someone else, but I didn't get what I wanted, so I want something else. You know, I want you to do it. And that always makes me so sad because there was there's this disconnect between, well, they obviously weren't the right client to work with that other business and yep. vice versa. Um, but neither of them felt like they could say, actually, we're not a good fit. Yeah. And by really putting out specifically, this is this is my client, this is the person I work with, you stop that heartbreak as well. Because yeah. Yeah. as you say, Stacey, you've already qualified yourself. You're Or they know you're the right person. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I, I, and it's funny because I'll even have this entire conversation with someone or a client or someone in my audience or on a free training or whatever, and then they'll still be like, how do I choose? So I still, I serve all these people. How do I choose? What do you say to that person that's like, how do I choose? Um, A couple of things. I think you have to start somewhere, right? So don't feel like it's, you're stuck like this for the next 20 years Mm. or the next year. Okay. So um, some of it is a bit of guesswork as well. Like I think that there's, there's research. Yes. Do your research, listen to your clients but follow your gut as well and just, you know, start somewhere. That can adapt and it can evolve. I mean, our audience, you know, um, has evolved even in the short time that we've started the business a little bit. We've gotten a lot more niche, I think. Mm. Um, So um, just I think you need to just, um, you know, believe in yourself and that you know and listen to your customers. And, um, and yeah, what would you say, Nairi? Yeah, I think that's very true. And... Be okay with a little bit of guesswork that comes. So I think what Mel mentioned before about looking at if you already have existing clients, perhaps, or customers, have a look at who are the ones you love, the ones that paid you well, all those kinds of things. Um, and also sit with what do I want to do more of in the future? Mm. I think sometimes we can be afraid to say we serve someone that we haven't really served before. But sometimes you know who the right people are or you know who you want to work with yeah. and it's okay to try and put that out there and target them. Yeah. Because especially if you're coming from a place where you just are a designer, oh, I'm just a designer, whatever you want, I'll design right and then you start to try and define your audience and it's super scary because you've just been designing all these random things for every possible person under the sun and the thought of saying oh I only I only want to work with coaches that's who I really want to work with is scary I think lean into it take a leap and remember I think we said before like there's enough for everyone yeah I I think we are scared of there not being enough I mean, we're all scared of not being enough, enough money, enough clients, um, enough connections, collaborations. Oh, I don't want to step on so-and-so's toes, etc. cetera. Um, but there's so a place for your business, what you offer, uh, and the people you want to serve. So lean into that and be okay for changes. Just pivot, as you kind of talked about earlier, Stacey, pivot when it comes up. It's a bit of a learning experience. Uh, and I think if you're really stuck, Speak to someone who can help you. You know, there's yep. plenty of amazing people out there. Stacey, us, you know, a bit of a plug. <laughs> lots of people who are talking about your audience um, and how you can find them. Um, it's a process for sure. Yeah. And uh, the other thing I'd probably say, just one other point to that, which is something I often lead with, is what who brings you joy? Mm. Yes. Who are the people that you really desperately like they're your person, hands down. Close your eyes. Who's the first person that comes yep. to your mind? 
and and start there. Just start somewhere with that person and then grow on that as time goes on. Because if it's someone that brings you joy, then, you know, rocking up in business every day is going to be fun. It's going to be easy. Absolutely. Yeah. We, sure. we, we, we're like that. You know, when we first started Focus and Flourish, we knew that we wanted to work with purpose-driven women yeah. in business because that's what lights us up. We love helping women in business who, who really want to make a difference or make an impact in other people's life. So and that lights us up because they're helping other people, right? So that yeah. was very clear for us and we love it doing that because it does bring us joy and we do loving it we've we've niched that down even a bit more you know recently we've got a case service-based businesses um but doesn't mean that we don't work with product-based businesses it just means that we're more focused on service-based businesses as well and we love it we love working with those people and if you love doing what you do that also gets reflected out right mm-hmm. so your yep. clients will feel that they'll see that in your marketing because the love and joy is coming through your words it's coming through your pictures yep. um, it's coming through how you're serving them and what you're delivering to them absolutely yeah so I guess like the if someone's sitting here and they're listening in and they're like okay yep I, I get it I need to niche down maybe they've gone yep this is definitely the pers- type of person that I want to work with and create those more authentic processes in what they're doing. Um, What are some of your top practical tips to that person? Um, One of the first ones I wrote down and thought about was um, when it comes to writing, and this is something when I left the corporate world I really struggled with, to transition from this professionalism of writing um, to being more authentic and showing my personality. And so my tip here is to write how you talk to someone. So whether that's in a newsletter, whether that's in a social post, um, you know, Rather than writing as a business owner um, as such, you know, writing in a way that you would be talking one-on-one to somebody um, if they were in the, in the room with you. If you're having a conversation with your friend, um, you know, use that conversational um, tone and, and way in your, in your writing. And we often use this exercise um, when, say, writing our newsletter. We think of someone, one of our current like, students in one of our courses or someone in our audience that is really the epitome of our yeah. dream client and we we write to them. Sometimes we even put their name in yeah. before we change it, you know, yeah. um, because then we know that we're coming from that place of um, this is us, you know, we're connecting with them on a human level, person to person, and that really helps us, especially yeah, in writing our social posts, our newsletter, etc., and keeps us from being too clinical or too jargony. Um, we like to use a thing in a lot of our training, which is us as business owners, you know, we're a 10 of knowledge about our business. You know, we know our craft 10 out of 10. And often we're so in our own world that when we get out to market, we're putting that 10 knowledge and those 10 words everywhere. And our poor audience are like twos. And they're like, what the, what the heck are they talking about? And they're not yeah. connecting with us because we've forgotten the human, the humanness yeah. of it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've kind of got to imagine that person, think how would we have a conversation and dial down to that two level of information. Um, and we're marketers and we use those things in our business every week as we create yeah. content. Yeah. Um, because we need reminding to stay on track and speaking from the heart to our, to our clients. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think another one is knowing your why, you know, just reminding yourself. Um, And, you know, I I know through our course we've done this where we get people to, you know, 
they may already know what their why is, but to write it down, I mean, I've got my why pinned up in my office and I've got my internal why, my external why. So my internal why, you know, is, is, is you know, personal to me, why I have my own business, but my external why is, you know, um, why I'm in business and who I want to help and how I'm helping them. And sometimes that just helps me go back to understand that serving mentality mm. as well, that I'm there trying to make a difference and helping. And that really takes me back to that sort of heart-centered space where I'm talking more authentically and not talking like I'm a professional, um, you know, corporate person that's <laughs> yeah. instructing, right? Because sometimes that happens as well. I think um, often that when we sort of review any sort of content or anything that, um, that our students are looking at, it's just so structured and there's no human element. There's no personality. Yes. That's... Yeah, you know, and it's like I need to do a quote post on Tuesdays every <laughs> week, and I need to do a this post on Thursday. <laughs> I need to post this in Facebook group number fifteen every yeah. Monday, and it Absolutely. becomes like this rote thing that you're doing all the time. Sometimes, or it, it like you said, you can you fall into industry jargon, or you yes. fall into that fallback of sometimes I'll say um, you're you fall back into features over benefits. You fall yes. back into the what, not the why. 100%, 100%. We talk yes. a lot about that. And, again, even we, when you're in your own business, it, it, it's really easy because features come naturally. You know, benefits, you've got to... Oh, it's so easy to say what you're doing. It's yeah. harder to articulate why you do it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. One of the other things that we do as well, again, just little prompts or little reminders or little hacks that we use um, when we're talking, whether it's a newsletter or social media or blogs or anything like that, we think of three things. You know, how can we inspire our audience? How can we connect with them? Or how can we educate them? Yeah. And so this really takes the focus of us and puts the focus back onto our customer. And yeah. again, it all leads back into when you know your ideal client, you know how to inspire, inspire them, you know how to connect with them, and you know what information they want. So really, that's a bit of a checklist for us. You know, it needs to tick one of those boxes. Are we inspiring our audience, connecting with them or educating them? Yeah, definitely. And I always use, and it's an old acronym from my corporate days, but I always use WIFM, which is what's in it for me. And I always say, like when you're writing a piece of content, if you're not sure about it, put it over the lens of like, who cares, basically. Like think that you're your ideal client and go who cares about this yes. and if you don't can't say categorically that they give a shit about <laughs> what you've just written then it, it's probably not right <laughs> absolutely and it's so true like they don't really care about your product or service right oh. like we're going through this at the moment in in the middle of our course where we're talking about they actually don't care the method of mm. what you're delivering no what they're worried about is they want to know how can you solve their problem like how yep. can you help me make my life better or how can you improve the efficiency or how can you improve my life some way? That's the first thing we need to talk about, right? Yeah, and I think that probably highlights maybe my other tip for like starting to be more authentic in your marketing um, is we talked about this earlier, but focus on doing something you're comfortable with in marketing first and get that right rather than trying to do all the different like the marketing speaker's tactics. Like, don't think, okay, well, I've got to be on X amount of social platforms and I've got to start a blog and a podcast and send an email newsletter. They're all great things. But if you're still struggling with who is my audience and how can I connect with them, then don't stress yourself out trying to put all this content everywhere or take out all these ads. Get the basics right. Know who you're talking to. Understand their problems and 
just go for the, the places they are um, and show up and connect to them there and put your energy to that, I guess I'm trying to say, yeah, rather than trying to do everything yeah, yeah, all at right. once. That'll come. That'll come as you grow. Yeah. Um, but it's you don't have to be everywhere all at once. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I, I, I say that a lot because I find that, um, and it's usually because they're not getting results someone's not getting results somewhere. So mm-hmm. instead of continuing to refine that craft, and usually I always say it's usually I start with, if you're not getting success, who have you defined your ideal client? Yes, yeah. awesome. Yes. Because if they go, you'll go, if Instagram's not working for you, well, who's your ideal client? Are you speaking to that person? Okay, what's then, what's your strategy? What's your content? And then we work backwards from there. Instead of going, what a lot of people do is they go, I just don't think Instagram works for me, so I'm going to try yeah. Pinterest or I'm yes. going to try YouTube. Or I'm going to, and then all it does is just dilute your effectiveness because you haven't actually mastered any platform yet. So no. master something first and yeah. then move on to the other ones because you'll have a much better strategy, you'll know what you're doing and you'll have more success then absolutely. instead of trying to do 20, 20 things at once. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, just on that quickly, like that's about the difference between making this marketing decisions based on tactics mm, versus yes. making marketing decisions based on your ideal client. Yeah. When you do that, and it is a hard piece of work, we won't like lie, it is difficult, but when you do that piece of work and you define who your ideal client is, you can make marketing and business decisions so much easier mm. and you're not doing a scattergun marketing approach, you know, and you're able to write content, you're able to know where you should be promoting, um, you know, you just answer so many questions and you're not, you're being proactive, not reactive, and yeah. you're making better decisions because it's based on your ideal client, not on tactics. Yeah, definitely. And and I, I think too, an, another good point is, and this is where I, I mean, obviously I relate a lot to social media because that's what I live in. But when I see people that are struggling or challenged, they're like, I think I need to revisit my hashtags or I think I need to fix my Instagram bio or mm-hmm. my Facebook cover photo is really bad. I need to, I need to fix that. Yeah. And it's like they're just parts, mechanics of mm-hmm. the platform. They aren't what actually get the results for you. That's so true. it's the the person you want to serve and how you show them how you help them. That's right. Ultimately is all it is. (laughs) That's right. And like, if you're going to make changes, how do you know what to change or what that should be? Unless you know your ideal audience. Mm -hmm. So if you were going to change, even if you were going to change some of those mechanics, for instance, you know, is it representing your ideal client? That's right. Yeah. 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 I think we're on, I think we're on the same page there, ladies. Oh, cool. It's been so great chatting to you today um, about all of this. And I know that um, it's definitely something that people will get something out of because people are always challenged with it every time I talk to them. And I think that the more we talk about it, then, you know, someone's going to have that light bulb moment where they go, I get it now, you know, or give them the confidence to just make that decision about who it is they want to serve and um, to make that decision to be more authentic or to, um, come up with some better processes or practices to show that authenticity, you know, in what they're doing. So um, how can people connect with you girls? What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? What yeah, platform? so you can find us on Instagram. Um, our um, username is at focus and flourish underscore. We're also on Facebook. We probably spend most of our time on Instagram, but you can find us both places. 
Um, you can find us on our website. I'm sure you have. We can put links and stuff in the um, description. Yeah, it'll all be on the show notes. <laughs> um, and if you're interested in kind of hearing more about our marketing tips, um, we've got a newsletter you can sign up for. Uh, and, of course, we had, as we said at the beginning, we offer courses and, and masterclasses and all that kind of stuff. And you can just find whatever we're working on at the moment on our website. Yeah, cool. Awesome. This has been amazing, Stacey. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. So everyone listening in, head over to the show notes for today's episode and you'll find all the links to connect with these beautiful ladies. So thanks, girls. Thank Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy. Stay classy.